Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast. I want to talk to you about impacts and influence. A lot of the time in a career, we'll reach a level where we think, oh, okay, especially if you're going to senior levels and, and you're taking that next step, you might have got all the technical expertise nailed, you might have everything you need in terms of the support, the mentoring, but there's there's a little bit more work to do on you and that's influence and impact. And that's often the way, especially in technical fields, because this isn't nurtured early on. But I want to throw an idea out at you. And this is something I very, I believe very much and that it's not a case of influence or having influence or having that impact, but you actually already have it. Now, here's the thing. How many times has someone impacted you and they've been totally unaware about the way that their voice or their tone or their body language or their facial expression or even their silence has impacted you, has maybe had a positive impact has had a negative impact, or you've thought, what are they doing? And it's kind of been a neutral impact, neither negative nor positive, but one of curiosity or one that you just don't understand at all. Now, it's funny because we see a lot of things online. In fact, I I saw a LinkedIn poll the other day, which, of course, it's LinkedIn. You're going to see a poll. I have to say, I do like a poll. And and the poll was on what is the biggest cause of stress in the workplace. And toxic employers and toxic environment came up as the biggest by a long way. I can't remember the exact percentage, but it was huge. And this is the thing no one wakes up in the morning thinking, ah, yes, I am going to be toxic today. (laughs) No one has that intention. Well, maybe a couple of people in the world, but hopefully not in your workplace. A lot of people are unaware of how toxic they are or how their behavior impacts other people. Now, that's not to say that you are someone that is, is being toxic or having a negative impact, but actually are you i'm going i'm going to be really honest with you here sometimes we don't know when we are negatively impacting people and we don't know when our behavior is not really being interpreted in the right way with people but that is only because we're not taking the time to really examine other people and ha- what happened after we did something or we're not being what I call wide awake which is having total awareness of our surroundings of the people we're conversing with and also how your actions your behaviors impact others and I and I do do genuinely think that if we if we had that impact that awareness if we all developed and all really worked on a level of being uh, wide awake then actually the world will be a hugely better place and I know that sounds very uh, idealistic I am idealistic I am optimistic it's who I am but equally imagine what impact that would have in the workplace imagine it in your workplace imagine it in your team imagine it on every zoom meeting or t- town hall that you have imagine what kind of leader it would make you 
and and that's really what I'm here to talk about today. So today I'm going to share five ways that you actually are impacting people and you might not know it. So it's very important, I think. These are the steps to just consider about as you move through through your life and through work and your interactions and your communications, what people are noticing about you, because that's the thing when it's influence and impact, it's usually about how people notice you, notice you for promotions, notice you for other opportunities, and also notice you because you're trying to implement change and have a positive impact in, in the strategies in the year ahead. So these are the things that are going to really impact you. One tool I will give you just before you jump into anything is the scorecard tool so it's how to excel in your career scorecard i'll pop the link in in the comments as well on the details so that you can access it easily but if you head to www.speakingambition.com you'll see it on the front page the link to the scorecard and there you can you can access it and what it does is it measures the five elements, the five strategies to use to have greater leadership communication and greater impacts in your career overall. So do take a look at that because it will measure you um, and give you some tools on where you're scoring highly and where and where could you use some work. And then that gives you a leaping off tool of a greater awareness anyway. I and mean, it's personalized for you so that you can actually look at okay, what do I need to work on this coming year? If you are aiming for either um, promotion or trying to make change and you need to have that influence and impact to achieve that, then um, this will let you know which area you need to work on. So that's a free tool at www.speakingambition.com that you can use for you. And there's also on the results page that you get that's that's for you, there is an also additional free PDF that I've, I've popped in there with some powerful coaching questions so the idea is you sit down you reflect over the results so you can actually do this with a team as well as a team activity you know, get everyone to fill the scorecard out and then sit there with these questions and actually embrace a conversation about okay is this where you thought you were going to be where could is this actually going to help you achieve your goal what what is the gap and what do you think you need to fill that in so it's there for you as as, as something that's going to help Anyway, back to the the program, as it were, back to the scheduled program. Okay, so with, here's the thing, with humans, it is impossible not to impact someone. Now, I know that's a bit strange because all our lives are taught that you've got to have this louder voice and you've got to have this ability to connect, but actually, it's about the fact that Again, you already do. You already do have people notice you. Now, this is what I really mean. So there is a caveat. Neurologically speaking, our brains are designed to notice other people. I talk about this a lot. Neurologically, our brains are almost still geared, it's still programmed in the caveman days. So a lot of what happens with our receptors, the senses, your sounds, your sights, your smells, touch, everything like that, feeling around is all about are you safe or are you not? So everyone that you come into contact with, and that's digitally as well as in person, um, initially their brains are picking up on something which is are they safe are they not now 
we don't really have to worry about the saber-toothed tiger anymore if they're going to, you know, club us around the head, hopefully, with anything. But your brain and their brain is still thinking, is this someone that's going to harm me? And today, it actually means psychologically. So are they going to be kind to me? Do they want good things for me? Are they going to hurt me? Are they going to harm me? And that could mean, are they going to, you know, criticize me? Are they going to tear me apart? Are they going to be rude or brutal? Whatever it is that you individually fear. So that's what's happening in your brain. And that's something that's really important to be aware of. So the brain is already picking up on things. As soon as you open Zoom or open something up, you're looking at the faces, you're scanning the faces, and your brain is making unconscious decisions and unconscious, unconsciously being biased, which of course, that's, that's just what brains do. So it's just important to realize that like we do in unconscious bias training, I don't know if you've had had that. When I teach unconscious bias training, it's always, always just simply about the awareness that it brings about how those biases affect our decision making skills. And we all have biases. You, your bias, you can't you can't get away from it. You can be aware of it, and you can be in tune with how those bias negatively influence and impact your behaviors and decisions. So this is where we can actually turn that around and notice how other people are perceiving us and or not even negatively or neutrally perceiving us. There is a scale of influence. Now, think about this. There's the person that you walk past at, at you know, the coffee shop or who you uh, buy your train tickets from or, you know, your the billionth Zoom meeting of the day, your kind of weekly progress meeting or catch up with your team. In all of those, even if you're not saying anything, <laughs> you do have influence. Influence is a scale. So this is something I want to get very clear on. Influence is a scale. It's not binary. It's not about having it or not having it. It's about how do you influence? Is it negative influence? Now, you know those experiences when someone makes you, when someone is aggressive, when someone is critical or they're annoying <laughs> or all of those negative feelings and they negatively impact you. And then we have the kind of what we think is no influence, which is really neutral. There's, okay, you're, not, you're kind of on the scale of emotions. I haven't really decided what I feel about you, but I know it's not dangerous and I know it's not yet thrilled and excited and joyful, but you're somewhere in the middle, but I have noticed you, you have influenced me, but you have neither influenced, you haven't influenced me either positively or negatively. Does that make sense? Let me know if you're with me on that. And we've met these people where you think, well, oh, what do you think of, you know, have you, have you seen Sue? Have you met Sue? She's new in the apartment. What do you think of Sue? And you think, I don't really think anything at all I haven't haven't really spoken to her you know met her at the coffee machine so you have been influenced you've been impacted by Sue but neither negatively nor positively so there is a scale and I want you to start thinking about that as you move through your day there is this scale of influence and how that impacts people and and actually start to become more conscious 
more conscious of this level, more conscious of this decision. And once you do that, you'll start to realize how your behavior impacts other people. You'll start to become more conscious. And then that's when you start to develop more influence and impacts. You start to realize what you do, what you say, and how you say it, and when you say it, all of these things is impacting someone. And then you get to dial up or dial down. You get to be adaptable, which is absolutely essential in this day and age. So here are the five things. Here are the five things that we're going to go through. So how can you change that dial? How can you change the scale? Number one is your tone of voice. Now, Albert Morebian, who is a psychologist, scientist in California, I think it's UCAL, he did a study about human communication. And, and this often, these statistics often come up a lot in public speaking, but actually he wrote this about, and he created this study, it was about all human interaction and all human uh, communication. So the breakdown that he, he found, and this was done in, I think, 1967, 1969, was that when we are communicating, um, it is 55% body language. It is uh, 38% is tonality and tone of voice and 7% uh, content. So tonality is huge. And especially think of it this way. If we don't have the body language, um, if you're watching me at all on the video, uh, you'll be able to see my head and shoulders, but not a lot else. I'm trying to use my hands. I'm not trying. I've, I've now do it instinctively. And there's not a lot of information you can get from me. And actually, when it comes to communication experts and when we look at negotiation and things like that, not a lot of it is necessarily even as it well. When we look at body and tone of voice, especially in high uh, crisis situations, that, then it is actually about a lot about body language that we're taking in. So now if you think about on Zoom, we're taking that away. It really is about your tone of voice. That's the next biggest thing. Now think about it this way. How many times have you reacted like, oh, that was a bit snappy. That was a bit curt. That was, that was tense. Or they seemed really relaxed about that. They don't seem bothered at all. Did you hear that? They didn't say anything. There's so much information we get from tone of voice. And the thing is, your tone of voice is impacting people. Now, there's still a way to be authentic. And, and again, absolutely crucial that you remain authentic in that situation. Authenticity is always important because if you show up as anyone other than yourself, we know. <laughs> and, and it doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you that influence and impact unless you are supremely supremely good uh, and almost convinced yourself that you're someone that you're not but tone of voice let's break this down the way that you can look at your tone of voice and and how to play your voice which is something I talk about quite a bit is your pitch so the the musicality or the musicality I should say of your voice your pace how fast you go how slow you go and also your pauses. Pauses are vitally important for holding gravitas, for presenting information, and also for giving people space to actually think through things as well. We don't do that a lot. 
And I know because I'm, I'm a fast speaker. So sometimes I have to remind myself to let people digest. So, <laughs> so tone of voice is one way that you are impacting or influencing someone either negatively, positively or uh, neutrally. And sometimes you can do all of those things in one sentence, <laughs> which is quite a skill. Number two is your energy. And energy is a big thing at the moment. I've had clients I work with, and especially when we're thinking about presentations, and there's not a lot of gaps sometimes in the diary before you have to jump on a call or jump in into a meeting room and deliver a presentation that's smooth and flawless and beautiful and crafted and polished. But you've been rushing around like an absolute madman the, the, the last few hours and you need a drink and you're tired and your energy is sinking because you've not had any food or something like that's happened. Um, or you had a really bad start to the day even, or even you had a really great start to the day and you're almost overly enthusiastic. <laughs> it's something that I can do. I can almost get too, <laughs> a bit too much, but it's about really what energy is it that you are bringing to the table in that situation? Is it appropriate for the situation? Sometimes, and as I'm sure you know, there'll be difficult conversations where you need to have a strong but solemn energy to make sure that you carry out the communication appropriately. Equally, there are other times when you do need that enthusiasm and excitement, and that comes out at certain points. Even yesterday, I was on a call with someone and I, I flagged it up to them, which is something sometimes I do in my coaching, which is, oh, do you know, it's interesting when you spoke about your role at, at this <laughs> this big company, your voice was very flat. And as soon as you started talking about the company you're currently at, you were, there was so much vibrancy in your voice. What is that? And it gave me a clue to ask, well, an interpretation of what they were thinking and feeling about those certain things. And they went, yes, you're right. You're so right. I feel really excited. Now imagine if they brought that energy and vibrancy that they spoke about with the company they're currently at, which they love, with other things, how that impacts and affects other people. So it's very important, your energy. It also helps you to feel good and feel at your best. And that does, that's the, the best kind of pandemic really is to really in, infect other people with that energy because people do pick it up and it can change someone's bad day or bad feelings about a situation and a negative situation into a much better and productive outcome. Number three, number three I feel is important. It's your attention and if you did the presence course that I did over Christmas, something I talk about is that generosity with your attention. Now, people notice when you notice them. How many times does someone stop and look you in the eye and giving you just that moment of their time and energy and attention? And it can make you feel like you're really being heard. And that's something actually that you should never discount in your career is the ability that you have to make someone feel heard and listened to. A lot of conflict in the workplace comes up simply because of that, simply because actually underneath all of the layers, if they're shouting, if they're angry, if they're cross or anything, if they're displeased, at the end of the day, people want to be heard. And that is that is why across the world we have judicial systems that happen in essentially a theatre. A courtroom is a space 
for people to voice their opinions. This is why you hear from witnesses. It's not just about collecting evidence. We want to hear them, them, their voices, their experience, them in the moment, rather than just a, a statement, because we want to know. We want to connect with all of the information that they have. And it's also so that they get that opportunity. They have the opportunity to be heard by their peers. It is an extremely powerful thing to give someone your attention and give them the energy to be heard. So never forget that. Number four, your silence. Silence is hugely powerful. It can be filled with thoughts, and that can be either negative or positive again. So I want you, I'm going to continue going on this theme of, of scale. So your silence, you not saying anything can be perceived as really positive. So it can give people that space, that psychological safety to think, to process, to speak up, especially if you're chairing meetings, you're the one who should notice who's not saying anything, and you're the one that should be asking why. Why are they not saying anything? So do think about that. If you are, however, not setting up a space of psychological safety, it can lead to not being very clear or honest. And your body language is perhaps uh, not saying the right things, then people can also interpret your silence as something negative. It could be filled with anxiety or worries or negativity. So it's always about how that silence can be interpreted. Have you set it up right is, is really the thing to be aware of, is how how powerful is your silence? And it is extremely powerful, but in what way is that impacting people? And number five, which is something I alluded to, I let you in on at the very beginning with the 55%, is your physical, your physical presence. And again, digitally or analog, we always say that looks don't matter, but impressions do. And this could be your, your body language, your facial expressions, your overall aesthetic, much as I hate to say it, your overall aesthetic do play a part in impacting people. How we dress, how we show up. Now, I'm not saying that you need to dress in a certain way to be successful. Again, it's about being aware about how other people interpret you. And essentially, if you have a level of grounded self-awareness about what you're bringing to the table in terms of your aesthetic, your face, your body language, as in, well, let it be known, I have often been told that if my my face is resting, it, it does look quite sour, quite stern. And I was in a meeting, when was it? A few, it was, I think it was back in September and it was face to face. We we're in a conference room. It was very exciting. There were even, you know, fruit on the table. I was very excited to be back in a room again. And at which point the, the woman who was chairing the meeting, we we're in a discussion. It was a development session. And, and she pointed out, she went, Alex, I know you don't like it. What is it? I'm sorry. What was that? And she said, no, I can see it all over your face. Every time you have, you're thinking through, so you think something doesn't work. I know because you plaster it all over your face. So could you let us in what's happening for you? Um, and it was so lovely that she recognised me that way. But also my thinking face can look quite uh, stern and aggressive. But so I was very aware of, oh, that could have gone a bit wrong there. That could be interpreted in a different way. But uh, she was right. She was spot on. I had a concern 
and and that gave me the opportunity to air it and I felt completely safe and comfortable doing so so it's very important how you use your body language and also I mean think about your goals think about your aspirations and how you show up and how you want to be perceived so one of the previous episodes was we had the image consultant Maria Macklin who was fantastic and and spoke to us a lot about how you can show your authentic inside self on the outside. And for instance, you will see me on video, usually always wearing some sort of bright colors and things like that. I I love bright colors. It pleases me. I I think it looks great, uh, energizes me as well. And it tells you a little bit about who I am, I hope. So all of these things are things that can affect and impact other people on your journey. With that, I would love you to think about those five and how you use them and which would have the most benefit for you, the most impact for you in your career by impacting other people. And on that note, I'm going to leave it there. If you have enjoyed this, could you please uh, let me know what you liked by writing a comment or by getting in touch with me via email. You can get in touch with me at alex at speakingambition.com or you can find me on LinkedIn, Alexandra Bond Burnett. Other than that, (laughs) other than that, you are welcome to connect with me. Do check out the scorecard as well so that you can see which areas will help you excel in your career and help you achieve your goals. And that's it from me. Take care, everyone.